2: All right everyone, welcome back to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, it's finally here. We're going to talk about Loki, the first episode. It was amazing. So many great things. Oh, I'm so excited. I I'm more excited for this show than any of the ones that have come out so far. And I think it's just because I know that we're it's like leading into like the next Phase, but also I don't know. It's it's so different than the other ones. It's it's more enticing.
0: They said ahead of time that this was going to be uh, the spectacle show, and we're already seeing that first episode. Yeah. We barely even left the TVA, and we're already <laughs> seeing spectacle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot of things going on. I've got to say, like, I'm excited, but this is one, like, six episodes. I'm almost a little nervous of where this could go because it almost seems a little too simple. But maybe, like, that's, I don't know, maybe that's the illusion. Is like you think it's like we're literally going to, like, use Loki to go more or less find Loki is what they're thinking or saying. And it just seems like, okay, well, that seems pretty straightforward. Like, how do you do six episodes of that? So, like, what's going to happen? And, like, what more is going to be, you know, unfolding as we go along? But I'm excited to talk about this one because there's a lot that happened.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if y'all watched this uh, earlier... This week, it was either on Good Morning America or Jimmy Kimmel. It was one of those two, but they interviewed Tom Hiddleston and they asked him. No, it wasn't them. It was the comic book people. Anyways, one of his interviews, (laughs) they asked him uh, which episode he was most excited for people to see. And he said, the end of episode four and beginning of episode five, the show takes a huge leap. (laughs) So we have to be (laughs) patiently waiting (laughs) to see what he could be talking about.
2: (laughs) I, uh... I agree when I saw it was a shorter where I, I feel like they're sticking to these six episode things and I get it because you don't want it to be too long. Cause I could easily see out of all of them. I could see this show being the monster of the week show where they have a bunch of filler episodes. If it were like a, you know, 10 to 12 episode series, I could see that where we would fall into <laughs> that dangerous territory of like, well, we don't really have any else to show you. So we'll show you this. But at the same time, seeing the semi disaster that was the last episode of Falcon and winter soldier, it's like, D- don't, don't do this to yourselves. Like give yourself like it, episode five and six better both be the end of the show. So that they can, like, fully wrap things up. (laughs) I don't want another, like, hodgepodge thrown together ending just kind of, like, shoving some characters under the rug to get them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, just make sure that you're using your time wisely if you're only going to use six episodes. Well, I guess we can jump into the beginning of this episode. um, Because Mm -hmm. right off the bat, sure enough, like... Like we talked about, it picks up right where we left off with this iteration of Loki. Um, (laughs) I do want to note the uh, sort of similarity between him when he teleports away and it shows him like arcing out of the sky and crashing in the ground and all the stuff like flies around him. It's very similar to where it all began with Iron Man flying out of the cave in his thrown together suit and crashing onto the ground and all the pieces going everywhere. So I thought that was a fun little sort of callback. Um, I don't know if they meant it to be that way. That's certainly kind of how I took it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good point. Yeah, so, so circling back, like, the Avengers intro sequence was so much fun. Like I'm so glad they did that. Even though in a way it almost feels like that's just time that could have been used to do some other cool Loki focused stuff. But I think that's the perfect setup because it's just a good nostalgic throwback, which we get a lot of, but yeah, I think that nods probably important because you know, you look at that, if you look at the Iron Man perspective, I mean, that was really the start of like Tony's journey going into Iron Man. So could this be the start of something new for Loki? Is this Loki's like true mission, whatever he's about to go on, whatever this journey is, this is the start of something truly incredible. And everything before this was just him trying to figure himself out. You know?
0: I think so. I also saw a ton of parallels with the first Thor where Thor also falls out of the skylands in the desert and doesn't have powers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's getting yeah. the Thor treatment. Yeah.
1: Uh, pretty, pretty much.
2: <laughs> I will say, I will say that uh, I was a little bit confused why Loki, who can teleport himself anywhere, teleported himself to then fly out of his whatever you want to call it teleportation hole mm-hmm. so high above the ground and then crash into the ground so hard. It just seems like that's not like Loki's cool. Mm-hmm. Loki's suave. Why would he intentionally like panic disapparate, and reappear miles above the earth that's a good to the point. crash land?
1: A wonderful we'll get Yeah, it could be just that as like he's feeling rushed and he just needs to he knows he needs to get out of that one particular scenario and he doesn't doesn't necessarily care. He's like, mm. just teleport me somewhere. I don't care. And just throw me. Some- <laughs> but um <laughs> unless we'll get some sort of behind the scenes there, because, you know, this is kind of breaking that core timeline. So I wonder if, you know, because he's doing that. Things happen a little differently. Right.
0: Maybe just yeah. like, get me out uh, of yeah. here. I,
2: and I kind of was like, <laughs> maybe it has something to do with him being like bound. Like maybe that. Like, I don't know. I was trying to rationalize it in my head, but also I was like, it just doesn't make sense. I feel like he's cooler than that. Mm -hmm. Could have at least, like, superhero landed or something. I don't know. (laughs) Well, so he lands in the desert, and immediately the time agents or Minutemen all just show up squad up you hear all this like metal clicking as they light their sticks up and uh they take him in and they revert time there which i thought was really cool and i'm glad that it was explained a little bit later mm-hmm. because in my mind i was like wait so they just like wipe this timeline it's like they, they do like the
1: they men and black it right Essentially, that's what they're doing, you know, just the uh, entire Earth. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't really know the true power of these things. Is it basically covers the entire planet or is it just in that one particular area? I don't really know. Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It would it would seem that it would do it to the entire planet because in Miss Minutes little spiel about like what exactly a variant is they kind of talk about how like the they have to go in and basically erase that mm-hmm. variant timeline to only have the prime timeline going so but then i started thinking well okay the avengers go back in time so if you went and erased this variant time and reset it back to the main time w- wouldn't the same thing still happen <laughs> because the Avengers go back in time and Loki gets the cube and would disappear. So like now there's just this constant like variant timeline popping up. Like I I was, I mean, time's a confusing thing to begin with Mm -hmm. as a human. So let alone try to figure out a way to write it into a show about time variants. But I was a little like, this seems kind of like an answer Mm -hmm. that like, maybe they're just like, no, no, this, this, yeah, it doesn't. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's I feel like there's probably gonna be a lot of that stuff that's just gonna be like, just just go with it. Like this is how it works. You believe us, like it's okay.
0: Yeah. That's it's the same attitude I've had to have with every T V show or movie I've ever watched that's ever dealt with time travel or parallel universes. It's just like wibbly wobbly, Jeremy Barramy, you get used to it. Just whatever so they say, good. trust it. It's kind of It'll be fine. Just shh.
2: Well, I wrote wrote a bunch of notes down and literally had to go back through as the episode was happening and like go back up and be like, okay, well, they answered that. They answered that. I don't have to to talk about that anymore because they answered that. But uh, a lot of my questions that I was writing had to do with, okay, so the TVA gets the Tesseract. And I was like, oh, my God, TVA is the Tesseract. And then later I started thinking, I was like, I wonder if they have any other infinity stones. And if so, how many infinity stones can exist at one time? And then what, like halfway through the episode, we find out that they have so many infinity stones that people just use them as (laughs) as paperweights on their desk. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Forget it. I thought that was going to be a bigger thing.
0: Did you notice when they got in, the Tesseract immediately like stopped glowing as much? Like yeah. it's yeah. useless there.
1: No, like the yeah, Tesseract you is you useless. Do, exactly. <laughs> you can't do anything there. Like Loki can't use his powers. Um it's like everything's kind of stripped. So it's really fascinating. Like curious to like how that is being controlled.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like what who created this place? And like, right. you know, like are we gonna kinda get more into that? Like could it be Like, is it the timekeepers? Is this place created by them and they have the power to, like, remove power? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see where that's going to go.
2: Well, I did a little research on that because I was like, well, who are the timekeepers? Like, what are the Mm timekeepers? And uh, I found some cool things. Um, So the timekeepers are essentially exactly what they are explained in the show. Mm -hmm. They are just in control. They're, like, not bad guys but they're not good guys and in fact in the comics they actually tried to disassemble the Avengers at one point by throwing a bunch of stuff at them before they realize hey the Avengers could probably beat us in a fight maybe Mm. we should leave them alone (laughs) Um, but a fun thing too was when he has to walk through the little metal detector Mm -hmm. and he's like hey are you a robot or like any part robot and he's like no I don't think so so that's actually kind of a nod to the Minutemen, which are the TVA. I think they're different in the comic, but they're pretty much the same mm. as the TVA. They, they're they in control of making sure ti- the timeline stays correct. Mm-hmm. And they are actually robots. So you kind of see it. A couple times in the show that like maybe they're hinting at the fact that everyone that lives here and works here is a robot because think about the um this the secretary guy at the desk Mm -hmm. who has to take the stuff back and then he's like, Oh, I was born behind the desk and have lived my whole life behind the desk. And you're like, Well, that doesn't make sense. He doesn't know what a fish is. (laughs) But it's like, well, maybe he's a robot. Maybe they're all robots and they don't want you to be a robot coming in as a variant because you could affect all of them. So I don't know. I thought that was a cool, maybe that was a nod to like the Minutemen. They, they call them Minutemen at one point in the show. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, the Minutemen, uh, they actually first appeared. I wrote it down cause I'm trying to think harder now, <laughs> uh, in the fantastic four number issue number 352. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time that we get to see the actual Minutemen. So I thought that was another like, there's all these little things that are popping up that are like, could they be something? Could they just be like a nod? I feel like we got a couple just nods in the last two shows, mm-hmm. but also we had a couple things that were like, what, <laughs> what are
0: you doing to me, Marvel? The robot part <laughs> was like it was really funny. Like he's like, do a lot of people just not know that they're robots? But it it bummed me out a little <laughs> bit because you know he didn't know he was a frost giant. <laughs> for like a thousand years yeah. and so maybe he's like
2: yeah
0: hold on <laughs> maybe i do need a minute to think through this.
2: <laughs> it's possible <laughs> uh so i wanted to know if either of you what are your thoughts on Loki? Uh, air quotes loki that they're trying to find do you think it's actually loki because I feel like it's not. But when my fiancé and I were watching it, and they were like, oh, you've w- the person we're hunting is you. She was like, duh. Like, the devil in the picture that the girl pointed to was wearing a green cloak with horns. Like, they're looking for Loki. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was like, if it was Loki, why, when we saw the figure later, we never saw... Who it Mm -hmm. was? If it was Loki, why wouldn't they just show us that it was Loki? I, I don't understand telling us who it is and then trying to mislead us that that's not who it is. So now I'm like, I don't think it is Loki. But I just kind of wanted to see.
0: I have a couple of like, yeah, I've I got two competing theories. And it's because they've cast a, a couple of actors that we haven't seen yet. Uh, one is Sophie Martino, I think that's her name. And the other one is uh, Richard E. Grant. Um, and I think I've mentioned Richard E. Grant before because he's a fantastic British actor and he also looks like if you just pushed fast forward on Tom Hiddleston like 30 years. Um, and so I think it could be an old version of Loki. I've, I read um, Agents of Asgard a long, long time ago, but if this is an actual plot point that I'm not making up, (laughs) there was an old version of Loki who met up with a younger version and convinced him that either he or kid Loki, I can't remember which one, were going to wind up being just as evil as he was no matter what they did. Okay. And so that could be it. It could be future extra evil mean Loki, Richard E. Grant, or if it's uh, Sophie Di Martino, she could be playing, uh, a girl version of Loki, and so I think maybe that's why they didn't show like even a jawline or anything like that. Is because they're trying to hide the fact I that really it's a like woman. I really like that mm-hmm.
2: because I mean we are leading into this multiverse theory, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I'm a hundred percent on board with it being like a gender swapped Loki or an older version of Loki to say mm-hmm. like he's a variant from a different like way in the future or something. But at the same time, it's like, well, he couldn't be a variant from the future, right? Because Mm -hmm. they, when Loki was watching his videotape of his life or whatever, he got to see the death, Mm -hmm. which is something I wrote. So, like, that was confirmed. Loki died Mm -hmm. dead, gone. So, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I like the idea of an old man Loki. I just
1: old man logan so i've got a few thoughts on this (laughs) um so the first thing of course being uh what they've been teasing since wandavision and that's uh mephisto Mm
4: -hmm. you
1: know because it's like clearly they're showing like this they're pointing out this devilish picture and that's basically what he is he's he's essentially the devil a demon and it's like, come on now. Like, are we going to see him or not? Like, I, I, my theory is that's got to be the main villain in the next Doctor Strange movie. I feel like yeah. if they're throwing so many clues at this point, that's who they have to be leading up to, to battle with. But to the point y'all made earlier, it's the same thing. It's like if you look at Loki when he wears his helmet from a distance. Yeah, he would kind of look like this potentially devilish being with these horns. So it's possible that it could have been Loki. I did not know anything about lady Loki. I had to research that, um, which I found <laughs> that was really fascinating. It could be a way to go. This is the first I've heard of old man Loki, which could be another possible thing. The other thing, and this is kind of looking at the details around that final scene with all the various time related technology is, could it be King the conqueror? Because they could be, this could be another thing leading up to, uh, Quantumania, if Ant Man and the Wasp will fight Kang, so
2: well they didn't they already say that Kang will be the villain in that? Yeah, I
1: think they did. So this is kind of like could they be going ahead and setting that up? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but now that we're talking about this, the old man Loki seems really interesting, and I could see them going more <laughs> in that direction.
3: Well, they
2: already they do already have a connection with Kang, mm-hmm. um, the judge, the time judge that dispenses mm-hmm. loki's um thing she is the daughter of the emperor mm-hmm. of earth oh my god i should to do this from memory one six four well back i don't know fact, fact check, check <laughs> um but she's the daughter of the emperor from that earth that kang spared mm-hmm. because he was in love with her mm-hmm. so there's already a connection with Kang in this show right
1: yeah and I had uh, I had a note about that because I thought that was really fascinating which her I saw like her character I was doing research she debuted in a 1965 Avenger issue but my my question there is are we gonna see her like in every episode is she gonna can, is she gonna be essentially like this power broker type character like right. do we know if she's good if she's bad Um Or is that just basically her job in this series? And that's where we'll always see her.
2: Right. And, and that's the thing is like these, these little things that could just be nods, Mm -hmm. but also like some of them are kind of big nods. Like you're, you're introducing this character that plays a role, an actual role in this other storyline. So, are we supposed to think that she's going to come back sort of like the lady with 16 names from uh Falcon and Winter Soldier? Like she's clearly mm-hmm. a an actual character in the grander MCU, if you will. So the fact that she's in this show, it's like, OK, well, that's not just a nod. She's actually in Black Widow. So I don't know. I, I feel like I that's why I love Marvel stuff so much because every time I think I know, and then they hit me with a, no, you didn't know. Yeah, We had these other six things. You're like, Oh,
1: (laughs) if anything, like I could just see them bringing her back, like maybe as a post credit in the finale to connect, like Kang in some way of like, maybe, maybe we never see Kang. Maybe we just see a a clip of her, you know, talking with Kang to kind of set that up. Mm -hmm. I could see them doing that.
2: I did want to say really quick before we get away from that scene um, just of uh, Loki's trial. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to my fiance. She, while we were watching it, she was like, do you see the hidden Mickey? And I was like, no. Right behind Loki that entire time Mm -hmm. is the, each of the floors has a big number that's plastered on the wall. Mm -hmm. And it's a three, but the three is just in the right spot where it makes the top half of a hidden Mickey. Hmm. So it's like, okay, Disney, I, I see That's you sneaking in a hidden Mickey in there. I, uh, so yeah, now i going to go back and look needs to, to see that. I need to go back and look <laughs> for
1: all the numbers because I've watched this episode twice. And when you get to, um, uh, when you get to what's his name, his office, uh, Owen Wilson's character, uh, uh Mobius, that's Mobius. Right, Mobius when Mobius. you get to his office yeah. his number is 25 I believe I kept looking at that trying to like figure out what kind of clue that could mean
2: oh every time I see the elevator we see it twice yeah. I think in the episode and and every time I pause it and I'm like trying to make all these wild connections mm-hmm. between the letters for each floor mm-hmm. because it's like that there's that it's there's something there Oh sure. This is just like this is just like a Winter Soldier's list. Like, there's no way that all of these letters don't mean either character names or people that were part of the show or something. Like, I just we don't know yet. So, <laughs> someone out there probably knows. Whoever did
1: it, <laughs> it's like they they really want you to put you to work for all the all the hidden things because if you look at like especially if you look at the elevator, if you look at the credits it's filled with just these random letters and numbers. And mm-hmm. I was just like, do I really want to pause and write all these down? Cause you know, they mean <laughs> something, but they're, they're putting everyone to work now.
2: Uh, my only other thing that I had a problem with in this episode was, so we get to see Loki kind of seeing what happens after he would have been captured and taken back, uh, to Asgard. And so he kind of gets to see the events that play out in Dark World, the events that play out in Endgame. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of cool. Like, okay, here he is getting to see all these things. Well, but one of the things that they make a point to show him was him killing Coulson. Mm -hmm. And Mobius even says. Basically, like, hey, you you killed this guy. Like, do you feel bad about it? And all I could think was, well, but we know Coulson didn't die because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> canonically is connected to the MCU. And this would have been the perfect time to throw an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference hmm. <laughs> and just be like, he could have, it could have even been like a ha like, ah, oh, well, you only thought you killed him, and then show like a quick little thing of him, of Coulson, like, doing something in agents of shield i don't it's just like why why disney why are you pretending or marvel i don't know whose decision it was but why are you pretending that this show that you made that was supposed to be connected to the, the movies mm-hmm. doesn't exist they're just like nah, no, no, no don't talk about we don't talk about agents of shield and it's like <laughs> i mean y- yes i think i said it before it gets weird if you watch all of agents of shield but it's
1: still in the same universe. So, like, just, I mean,
2: throw me a bone, throw them in there.
1: I could. There's, I feel like that's like a, this needs like a very political type answer, though. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we could, but like, we just don't want to put all the money towards all that. Yeah. Um, they don't
2: want all the fans yeah. that are like, well, now I have to go watch this show. And it's like, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that did, right. it'd be nice to feel like it had a point. <laughs>
1: Well, even uh
0: but about this scene though they show him all the worst stuff he's ever done followed by showing him like oh and also future you kills your mom watches your dad die oh and then you see this part yeah Thanos just crushed you like a little bug wearing the, the infinity gauntlet
2: yeah it was amazing <laughs> acting. It was it amazing was. to see him like all I could think is he must be holding his breath so hard because as soon as you hear the snap and he finally breathes, mm-hmm. it's like the first time he's ever breathed. Oh, my God, it was so good. I was like, God, he's such an amazing actor to be in this comic book TV show about a comic book movie about a comic <laughs> book. Like, <whoa. laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's like it's Loki's first like proper mm-hmm. cry. We've had lots of scenes where he's done the thing, where his eyes just like kind of fill up with tears, but then nothing really happens because he's got a he's got a front a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, he's just like full on sobbing, and I was like, "Oh no!" But then, uh, whenever he watches Thor uh, make that little joke, and it makes him laugh in the middle of that, that was my mm-hmm. favorite moment in the whole episode. Oh yeah, so so good. This was uh, his equivalent of that Bucky scene right, right. <laughs> in Falcon <laughs> and the Winter Soldier. We're
2: just going like, wow, to get that the at the scene? very <laughs> beginning.
1: <laughs> just yeah, knock out the hard part that's first. Gotta, uh, yeah, you got to be thinking like that's such a heavy thing for him to look at. You know, and that that's a such a tough choice. I mean, like if anyone was in a situation where you had the power, the ability to look into the future to see what happens to you, to essentially see like. Because, you know, that's probably what was killing him. It's like, I got to know, like, do I become, like, this big person that I'm trying to be and rule everyone and everything? Nope. Complete opposite. (laughs) Yeah. You (laughs) lose over and over and over.
0: (laughs) It's got to be a big contributing factor for why he decides that he can, or we have to assume he's going to decide that he'll Mm -hmm. help them and what they're planning to do because... He doesn't have a place in his own timeline anymore. That timeline leads him mm-hmm. to dying, even if it is in a, you know, kind of redemptive fashion. And also, he's discovered that the TVA really is, or it seems to be, the greatest authority in the universe. Like, like y'all were saying earlier, they're treating Infinity Stones like they're paperweights. Like, if he's wanting to, like, I kind of think, and I'm, I want to know what you guys think about this. I think he might still be kind of thinking this might be what I need to get to where I want to be. This is an even better step than he was on before because this is where it really seems to end. There is no higher authority than the TVA. And so if he can somehow uh, elevate himself there, then who could stop him? Who could say anything about him? So that's that's the bad version of Loki that could do that, but maybe he's maybe he's genuinely like, "Hey, I can be nice," like that one that tried to save my brother there at the end. Only to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, the my since we're talking about the pulling Finney Stone things, like first seeing that you see uh, there's a Soul Stone, and it's like, so is it all for nothing in the end, like? people that went after the soul stone, do they really have to die? Like, could have there been another way if these are all just lying around at the TVA? They could have just, and they
2: don't work at the TVA, but if you were to take them back to a different timeline, do they work again? I would think so. But then could you have two soul stones in the same, at the same time?
1: see that needs to that, yes, that needs to be a movie <laughs> 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 like what happens when you have like five different people show up with all the infinity stones like the red happens. skull comes to get you yeah
2: spooky i don't know
1: that one i that one struck me i was like that's really interesting to see you know will we see these stones again will they get brought back up i mean feels like we won't because they basically said like you know out here like they're worthless mm-hmm. but you know what they can do if you're on, mm. you know, outside of the TVA. So curious if that's in the back of Loki's mind. Like, I need to like keep these. Grab me a pair of the stones. <laughs> put them in my them, back pocket and keep them in, them in his pockets.
2: <laughs> Which we can we can add this to the fact check too. But mm-hmm. I wanted to see where you guys think the uh, TVA is. I don't know that much about them. So I don't know if it is something that has been answered before, but in my mind, the TVA is like the end of time, Mm. like where time ends. And then the next step is the, where the TVA exists Mm -hmm. because he says, you know, constantly like time works differently here. And it's like, okay, is that a time joke or is it work differently because you guys are at the edge of time or, There's always the quantum realm stuff. So, like, is the TVA a part of the quantum realm? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's where it exists, in the quantum realm. So, like, because I think Scott says time works differently in the quantum realm. So, it's like, okay, well, now we're – there's this whole other pocket dimension inside of a dimension that the TVA could exist, which, like, could – Maybe this show, like in my mind, this show is leading us to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But maybe this show isn't. Maybe this show really is just leading straight to uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania. Like there's a diverging path here mm-hmm. that the show needs to either lead to one or the other. Because I feel like if they're trying to lead to both, it's gonna be too much too success, much crazy, yeah. like, time and quantum realm and all this information of all these fake sciences that like now we're all trying to comprehend like hold on whoa hold on so there's a tiny place that works different and there's the different multiverses that don't have anything to do with it. it's like this too much for the average viewer to yeah digest
1: yeah i'm curious to see I feel like there needs to be an ep- there's got to be an episode where they try to explain to Loki how everything works, and it's like potentially it's gonna go good or bad. It's gonna be like one like okay, I'm gonna have to watch this like five times, or <laughs> they find they'll do it in such a brilliant way where it just clicks. And that's what I'm hoping for.
2: Are either of you Star Wars fans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it it'll be like the Clone Wars, where it's yeah. like here's a world building episode. We're just going to explain everything to you and did have no, nothing really happens, but like, here's all the information. (laughs)
1: Have either of you seen (laughs) the dark? Mm -mm. Okay. If you're into like real, like like, I would call it real sci-fi time looping time travel, watch that. It is bonkers. (laughs) It's three seasons and, it's some of the most confusing yet brilliant stuff I've ever watched. It's so good, <laughs> but yeah, like there's, there's so many there. These are the kind of episodes where it's like, what did I just watch? Like this is blowing my mind.
2: <laughs> I'll add that to my list. Yeah, for sure. it's, I'm all about it. It's really good. Speaking of bonkers time altering issues and sticking with the same scene that we were talking about, my favorite part of this entire episode was when we find out that Loki is D.B. Cooper. <laughs> that was the most exciting oh moment my gosh. for me in the whole show. And not only that it wasn't It wasn't just like a she turned around and said like, of course, Mr. Cooper. And then that was it. Like wink, nod, nod. <laughs> yeah. Instead, they showed us his entire <laughs> escapade that yeah. he went on. Yeah. Like, hanging out on the plane with his sunglasses, flying away, <laughs> opening the back door, jumping out. Which, like, why would he... That was weird. He could poof away. Why did he take the time to jump out of the plane? But I was like, oh, my God. Loki is D.B. Cooper. And that's my new answer <laughs> to what happened to D.B. Cooper. He's Loki. He's Loki.
0: <laughs> Duh. I do like that they, they included... A couple of really real references to that case because you know, one they never mm-hmm. found a body, they never found out who DB Cooper was, and the other one was they found some mm-hmm. of his money. Mm-hmm. And so, that part whenever it shows it's the dollar kind of, bills yeah. raining back down that didn't get yeah. zapped up, I was like, Oh, that's the money oh, they yeah.
2: found. oh, it was so good. I that was by far my favorite part of the whole episode this
1: yeah this whole like thing blew my mind so like I wanted to talk about this for sure because like at the okay so at the very beginning after Loki gets away and then um he's in the desert when the uh the TVA agents all first get there to 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 bring him in there's one that's like I think he's like on the if you're watching he'd be like on the far left to me it looked like John Hamm I was like, oh, whoa, was that John Ham? Did he get like a little like cameo role? So I looked it up and I was, no, like he wasn't in this. That's when I saw like he voices in <laughs> uh, Modoc. But like when they did the whole DB Cooper thing, so I am a, like, Mad Men's my favorite show. But someone put out like the best fan theory that like uh, Don Draper was DB Cooper. And like that's where they were going to like, in, they were leading up to like him basically, you know, because, you know, like if you Seen if you haven't seen Mad Men, like this huge spoiler, but like he's not Don Draper, he's someone else becomes Don Draper. So it was basically like taking that same thing, and he was going to become DB Cooper, and it was so brilliantly written. I was just like, "Holy crap, this would work!" I hope they do this, which of course they did. So I don't know, like this, this, this whole moment is going to be be special to me because like <laughs> I just think it was great.
2: I really hope that it happens more throughout this show yeah. that we get these it's like little- fun little like unsolved mysteries that turned out to be like oh that was loki yeah like he was just messing with
1: with people
0: what bet did he lose
1: oh yeah because he's like yeah i lost a bet to thor <laughs> oh my gosh there has to be like a little mini series or like they've got to start doing they got to start doing doing those extra credits where you actually see the interaction with thor and loki of like making the bets yeah <laughs>
2: But it, that's a possibility. Like, yeah. now we're to the point where we're not doing shows with B characters <laughs> from, from the movies where they get their own spin-off show. And it's like, well, no one really cares. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, these are like main characters in the MCU are having their own show. So, like, it's completely possible mm-hmm. that he runs into Thor at some point. Mm-hmm. So... Here's hoping, I guess. Like, I mean, bring someone else in. Chris
0: Hemsworth was on of a Marvel set all last year. So, yeah, I, I mean, they just wrapped filming on Love and Thunder. So, they could have filmed something with him. And just like a possible connection to Multiverse of Madness. Uh, during another one of those 400 interviews, Tom Hiddleston did this week, uh, they were asking him about his 40th birthday and what he was doing on the day he turned 40. And he said, I was on set filming uh, Loki, which is also where I was in a return 30 10 years ago. And, you know, that was just kind of neat. But then somebody pointed out that Loki supposedly finished filming in December. And so it could be, of course, that they were just doing a few reshoots or things Mm -hmm. like, you know, you have to do for shows and movies. Or since he's been in London doing like a whole other TV thing, he could be in Multiverse of Madness.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean they've they've done weirder things. Does anyone watch Kim's Convenience?
1: It's on my list. I've heard a lot it's, about it's, it.
2: it. It's a fun show. But the uh the guy that is going to be the lead in the uh Sang Chi movie, he's in that show. He's the son. And the most recent season that just got added to Netflix, the whole first half of the season, his character participates in episodes virtually via Zoom because he's like out of <laughs> the country like right. in, in school or something and i was like oh probably because he was filming this movie for marvel but also contractually was obligated to be in so many episodes and yeah. they were like yeah yeah we'll we'll build you like a fake office and you or maybe it was even his hotel room i don't know and they just sent him a computer <laughs> and we're like yeah you just call in That's and nice. record your stuff yeah. but so yeah it's like like you said that if they just finished love and thunder It's 100% believable that Loki could have been on set. Disney and Marvel own both things. So one day they could have just been like, hey, by the way, today we're shooting that Mm -hmm. thing for Loki first and then we're going to jump into scene 12 or whatever. So it's like, yeah, they were all there together. They could easily
0: just... Put up that green screen, (laughs) Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: I did want to talk about a couple more... Um, fun little Easter eggs that sort of popped up. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them, I guess we'll start with, because it happens in the scene as well. It's not really a Marvel Easter egg. It's just like a funny thing. Um, The soda that they were drinking. (laughs) um, Josta. (laughs) Josta soda. From the 90s. Um, Made by Pepsi. There is a moment where we notice at the beginning of the episode they are in the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it may just have been a quick callback to, like, hey, that's where they were. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just thought that was like a funny, being a kid of the 90s, I thought that was a funny little, like,
1: oh, yeah. Just I, a- I don't even remember that soda at all. Um, I, I'm curious if it's like, if that is a closer connection with something that happened with Mobius. Um, or if it's a memory or I don't know, like, cause I'm curious if he just, if he always goes back in the nineties, does he like just go buy some and then just bring it back with them? Um, I'm curious if we'll see things like that again, but yeah, that was, that was a little, a little interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I'd like for it to be explained. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, or was it just a callback or was it like, they were like, Hey Owen, like pick a, pick your favorite soda from your lifetime. Mm-hmm doesn't matter what time period it's from. And he's like, oh, just soda. Like, I don't know.
0: Maybe it's just one of those things. It's like, if you're in the TVA, you get to treat the Sacred Timeline as your own personal grocery store. If they've discontinued something, that don't matter to you. You want that Fruitopia? You got Fruitopia. You want the old school Dunkaroos? We got oh, them. Oreo O's.
2: Oreo O's. <laughs> those oh. cream savers. <laughs> um, the other big thing. This one is an actual big thing was uh it has been mentioned twice now uh once in wandavision and once in this first episode of loki but there was a commercial in wandavision for nexus Mm -hmm. uh and they mentioned nexus in miss minutes Mm -hmm. little spiel at the beginning um for anyone out there who doesn't know Uh, what a Nexus being is. Nexus beings have the ability to pretty much alter time. Um, They can affect probability, which can change the prime timeline. And there are some big names on the list of known Nexus beings. Scarlet Witch is one. Jean Grey is one. Uh, I think Jean Grey might actually be on there twice Mm. um, from two different Earths. But these are like big players in the witchy power <laughs> uh, group of individuals. But there are, there's an extensive list of Nexus beings. But them mentioning that twice now, it's like, okay, is this all just like a Scarlet Witch is a Nexus being? Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep throwing Nexus in there to be like, ooh, ooh Nexus. Or is that going to have an actual impact on this show, being that Nexus beings can alter the timeline, and that's what this whole show is about, Mm -hmm. protecting the Prime timeline. So I'm interested to see, like, maybe we find out that Loki is a Prime, or is a Nexus being, um, seeing that now we know of at least two two Lokis that have strayed from their Mm -hmm. Prime timeline. So
1: I'm curious, I think Nexus is mentioned in some way in Age of Ultron as well. I'll have to go back and find that reference, but I had a note regarding that. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where that's going to go. See what that could be leading up to.
0: Surely we're going to be getting lots of Nexus events in this uh, series. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's like a big one at the end of episode four, and that's what they were talking about.
2: I really hope that it like this is Tom Hiddleston's like personal Loki joke, and that like the end of episode four like nothing really happens,
1: or like he tells a funny joke. Uh, It's like the only knock knock joke, but it doesn't get you don't actually get to hear the rest of the joke until the beginning of episode five. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that happening.
2: The dang it, Thomas. The only well, I guess I have two two more things, but one I'm not really sure about. So I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of see what you guys thought. But, um, the first one was Owen Wilson's character, uh, Mobius M Mobius, which what a name. I'm sure the M stands for Mobius. probably. Uh, <laughs> so he is a, an actual Marvel character and he is in the Marvel timeline. He is this same thing. Um, but he actually works himself up to being one of the time judges eventually. So we're getting to kind of, I guess, see him on his rise mm. to power. Because it does seem like he's he's at least high enough up where he's not a Minuteman. man. Mm-hmm. He can kind of do whatever he wants. And he's in charge of all these like squads. So I think that we're like maybe at the end of this show something will happen with... And I can't remember her name, but the car- the time judge that we did see. Ravonna? Rinslayer. Um, Rinslayer, yes, yeah, yeah. Ravonna. Um, So I'm thinking like maybe something will happen with her to have her leave that seat and he will then become the time judge. So maybe we're like seeing those last little bit before he rises to time judge. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I wanted to kind of get your view on was... In the post-credits, there is a moment where we see an open locker mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the locker there is a big poster and I couldn't see what it said and I just saw the person. The person is like a dark, uh, almost like a bluish hue hmm. and they have bright yellow eyes. And my first thought when I saw it, because I saw it and then it switched to the next thing, was hey, was that Nightcrawler? Is that like a, for no real reason, a Nightcrawler reference? So, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that couldn't have been what it was. But also, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to see if you guys saw that or what your thoughts are on that. I
0: didn't see that, no, but the that... the gum had a blue face guy on it. The gum Kablooey. that the little girl in France, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Kabluey.
2: Yeah, yeah like Kablooey. Creepy. I think that's like, that was like
1: the devil, yeah. It was just kind of another nod towards, uh, towards that. Um, no, I have to go back and rewatch that. Like that's the problem with the credits for this show is there's a lot to unpack Mm -hmm. in the credits and it's hard to know like what could be a clue or hint or nod and what's not. (laughs) So I I will have to go back and rewatch that, you know, um, that may be something we need to do for the next episode: is spend spend time at the beginning just talking about the credits and what we think <laughs> uh, could be in there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, we we joked about having a credit only episode for Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. and those credits were pretty straightforward. <laughs> <So>, yeah, those <laughs> were it, for sure. The, yeah, the credits for this show are like blips of numbers and letters, and then like a screen, a quick screenshot of like a piece of paper with like full writing on it. And then mm-hmm. that goes to someone at a desk and then that goes to someone answering a phone. And then that goes to someone typing on a keyboard and it's like, Oh my gosh, so much stuff is happening. I can't keep track of what, what am I supposed to pay attention to? <laughs> yeah. A lot uh, were that. there any other big moments that you guys really enjoyed or wanted to talk about for this first episode? There were
0: a couple of things I wanted to point out. And then one question I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, The first one is, I think I mentioned that I was noticing uh, Doctor Who references earlier, that it's worse in this episode. Doctor Who is everywhere. Like, again, we see, uh, (laughs) I don't want to call it the naked gun or the defabricator. They don't tell us what it is. It's the laser gun that takes off the clothes, which, again, is Mm. something that's used (laughs) on Captain Jack Harkness in Doctor Who. Uh, They talk about the space lizards. He's talking about... uh, Mm. Um, the timekeepers, which first of all were they lizards? They didn't look like lizards. Um, but in Doctor Who, there's a race called the Silurians, which are uh like a humanoid reptile species that everybody thinks are aliens, but actually they are uh the first Earthlings. Um, and they're a huge deal on the, the newer episodes. Um, and also there's a, a really great episode. That's called Blink. And the doctor says that he's fighting uh, four things and a lizard. So I have to assume it's a space lizard. (laughs) But the biggest one was uh, Casey, whenever he sees Loki come back, says, you're the time traveler with the blue box. And I was like, Uh,
2: okay, that's
0: not even cute. You guys are just stealing at this (laughs) point.
2: (laughs) That went right over my head. But didn't you say that the, uh, the writer and director for this show is a big doctor who fan i
0: thought that they i thought that um kate heron probably was because she's Mm -hmm. british and she talks about how uh the show is basically like a love letter to the sci-fi that she grew up with but she's never specifically mentioned doctor who but come on Hmm. (laughs) uh and michael waldron uh the head writer he's american but he's also close to like my age and i watched dr who a lot whenever i was like in college so it might have been something that he did about the same time so he could be uh the one slipping in all these references and things so who knows just again it was kind of all over the place and i'm going to be looking for even more as we get into the season (laughs)
2: um
0: uh, have y'all seen this thing on the internet where they think they see peggy being brought in under arrest at the TVA?
2: Oh no. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's
0: uh, it's in the background whenever Loki first escapes uh from his room. You can see a door open up and they're leading through a woman who is dressed in like 40s looking clothes. She's got uh, the same hairstyle that Peggy had. I try to go back and like look at that. I don't think it's Peggy. I just think it's uh it's just an extra. But I can see where people would think that, especially since we know that Cap went back and basically like Relived his life with her, like she would. <laughs> she got a total yeah, reboot. I was just about to say,
2: one hundred percent, that was Peggy, and it's all Steve's fault <laughs> that she's a variant because he went back in time and screwed up the prime time. That up. dance was all they got together. Like, how does
0: that work? <laughs> they just come in and yeah. like, we're taking this. You can't have it.
2: Hmm. I believe it. That's my new favorite fan theory. <laughs> steve rogers made a time variant on peggy carter
0: (laughs) and then she had to go to jail and like, oh you're fine honey you just you (laughs) stay there everyone loves you (laughs) and my question for you two was do you think loki is going to wind up either actually betraying morbius or sorry mobius not morbius it's a whole different thing uh or uh Yeah, do you think he's going to try to and fail or that he's going to do it full stop? Or is that something that that's a direction they're not going to go in with this character? The reason why I got suspicious that maybe that is something that's going to happen is because whenever Mobius is first talking to Loki, uh, he talks about his lack of cooperation. He says, oh, you never cooperate even whenever you're trying to get in with somebody uh, so that you can, I can't remember how he puts it, but basically uh, do something that's self-serving. Uh, somebody who's in a position of authority. So I was like, that feels pretty foreshadowy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that Mobius is also sharp enough to catch it. And I couldn't think of a specific time when, that, when Loki had done that before, but it seems very much in keeping with how he's done things before.
2: Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see him starting out good, then being persuaded by this other Loki to maybe join with him, her, it, whatever. And, you know, being Loki, he will probably go that direction for a little while, but then I think in the end he will be like, well, no, like the prime me, you know, sacrificed himself, for his brother, mm-hmm. so then he'll be good at the end. But I could definitely see him, you know, maybe doing a little bit of backstabbing, just a little bit.
1: Hmm. You know, I could see them going in a very, like, traditional story-type route where Loki will meet up with this hooded figure, I could see it being old Loki and he's basically put in a position of like, you're going to have to make a decision. You need to make the smart one. They could set it up to where, like based off of his decision, whether he backstabs someone or not is if this is going to lead into the multiverse of madness is Loki, the one that creates it and is it based off a of decision that Loki like he's kind of putting, you know, it's if you backstab this person to try to escape or go do your thing. It's going to cause this effect. So mm-hmm. I could see them going that route, which seems very cliche and typical and it's been done before, but I don't know. Um, that's, that's going to be my answer. I, I think that I, I, I think they're, they're going to back looking in a corner and say like, you're going to have two options. Choose wisely.
0: <laughs> I hope he doesn't. They seem like they could be bros. <laughs>
2: well that's that was one thing that uh my last note will be uh, what what's in it for loki like apart from being reset Mm -hmm. which i guess that's what's in it for him right not being reset but he can't go back to his own timeline Mm -hmm. i'm still going off the thought that everyone that works here is a robot so he can't necessarily join the workforce here. So he doesn't have anywhere to go, really. It's got so yeah. it just kind of yeah, he doesn't like what's the pull for him to do this job?
1: I mean, it's got to like, be apart from being reset. he's going to have to try to figure out the technology that they have or like everything that's around him to determine if there's a way that he can manipulate time where he can either go back or go forward where he just won't die. I think that's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's gotta be his motive. Is he like, he knows if he goes back and to that, that thing, he's dead. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, Thanos will kill him. So his goal is life, but he's trapped in this thing where time makes no sense. So he's, that's what this series has gotta be about. He's gotta be trying to figure out like, how do I use the technology that they have or like whatever's going on to, construct something or find something that will put me in a position where i can go do what i want to do and live
0: Mm. speaking of the technology whenever uh he looks out at the TVA and he says i thought you had no magic here and i was like yeah why you're from asgard (laughs) you know right yeah it's curious
1: to see like you know uh, because i mean all you really see is like Flying cars, more or less. Like, and they I have. Mean, yeah. that not It's just so like much. a space city. Yeah, I mean, that's not, I wouldn't call that magic per se. I would just call that advancement in technology.
0: And he was on stage. And S- he's S-Cur. already seen that
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, already yeah. seen stuff. So I'm, I'm curious if there's stuff. something going on there that we didn't actually see.
2: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I like that idea, and I have had this weird thought that, like, maybe, maybe. This Loki will somehow, maybe by doing this job, get permission to rejoin the main timeline, picking up where Loki died. And then that way it's like, okay, well, I think somewhere along the line, someone was like, hey, guys, Tom Hiddleston is a really good actor. (laughs) And we just killed him off so he can't be any more movies. What are we going to do? And then they were like, oh, we'll give him a show. We'll reintroduce him as like past Loki and then he'll grow into a good guy. And then we'll reintroduce him into the movie line mm-hmm. as, Hey, look, Loki's back.
1: Yeah. That that's another question I've got. Um, I've got a, a few things on my list still, but one is like, will we see the timekeepers? You know, is that part of what this could be leading up to is, is Loki's going to be, you know, on this, this mission or whatever, or maybe he's put in a position but whatever he does does it get him to meet the timekeepers because i kind of feel like the look would want to do that as well mm. you know he's like if they keep getting brought up he's got to be like put me in front of them because he likes to mm. talk he's gonna want to try to like talk his way into let me live you know
2: i think they're a low enough on the totem of like big characters in the MCU that they could throw them in here mm-hmm. and just be like, "Oh, here's the Timekeepers." And they could have a quick scene where they speak to Loki about maybe about re-releasing him into the prime timeline or whatever. Yeah. But just just as kind of like a, yeah, you all wanted it. Here they are, the Timekeepers. Right. And then we never see them again, probably. Or maybe they're in the Eternals too. I was kind of thinking like do you think we'll see them in the Eternals? But I didn't really find any real connection
1: between them. Or are and they the building Eternals. up to Secret Wars? Yeah, maybe they're all scrolls. Who knows?
0: There was Full a speaking, scroll. In well, the lobby. that was one of my
1: that was one of my notes. Is like, <laughs> what do you think of the scroll at the very beginning?
0: Looks like he's in trouble.
1: Looks <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Like I, don't, I was just like, hmm.
2: I mean, I that's it, see, and that's the thing is like we don't. We don't know what the next phase is like. Mm-hmm. We still don't really know who the next big bad is for the MCU. Like every phase has a point. Yeah. And this next phase just kind of seems like all we know is like there's this Black Widow movie that was supposed to come out. like feels like two years ago. Then there's. Ant-Man and the Quantumania, mm-hmm. which seems like it could be a whole phase in itself but then there's also dr strange and the multiverse of madness which seems like it could be a phase by itself so it's like well who is the big who's the next big bad like you're pulling us in so many different directions that it almost feels like are we at galactus like is that what's going to happen is you're going to explain all these big things and then galactus is going to come to eat earth and like now we all have to prep for galactus like yeah I don't know if they've thought that far
1: ahead. I'm curious. Like, I mean, it almost seems like they got to have someone in mind because I, fi- I figured we're going to get a big baddie, like some big baddie question mark. And then after that, we'll be like uh, Dr. Doom. Yeah. Um, since since Fantastic Four is so far down the line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe Feige just yeah. has like a dartboard in his office with a bunch of villain names written on. It. He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah (laughs)
2: throwing a dart like who are we gonna fight this time yeah Uh, and they hit morbius and he was like
1: dang it uh,
0: we already have a morbius Morbius
2: movie yeah (laughs)
4: um
1: a couple couple i guess last two things on my list and these kind of go back to like uh movie tv show references or nods is one was uh miss minutes is voiced by tara strong yes um it was kind of cool because Tara Strong voices like everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was really fun. Bubbles for all you 90s kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was uh, the scream quote. I'll gut you like a fish, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I'm curious to see what was the inspiration behind that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, was it a improvised line? that just played really well and they kept it or was it written that it way? Must,
1: I feel like it probably has to be. Cause like, if you look at a, a lot of the recent stuff that's come out from Thor Ragnarok is like there's improvised scenes. So, mm-hmm. but
2: see, that's the thing. If they're not robots, then a hundred percent, that was an improvised scene. Yeah. But if they're robots, then a hundred percent, that scene is supposed to be us mm-hmm. realizing that the people that work, there are robots. So <laughs> it, it, it's, You know, if if it was an improv, him
0: coming back with what's a fish is the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) What's a fish? How do you not know what a fish is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Uh, I thought that was interesting. (laughs) So many of the nods in this this uh, this first episode were so fascinating. It's like, what what are we going to see? Five more episodes. Like there's no telling what we're going to get.
2: I hope they're longer. I felt like I was ex- almost expecting this episode to be an hour long, and it was. It was not too shy, but it was shy of an hour. Yeah, a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. And, but that's like with credits, so really it was <laughs> forty-eight.
1: We did get his famous 47. quote, or like his 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 kind of slogan. I wonder if we'll hear it anymore. Is I am burdened with glorious purpose.
0: Also, yeah. <laughs> In the opening scene where he uh, meets the people out in the desert, he goes and immediately puts himself on a little platform.
2: Right? (laughs) Yeah, I liked that.
0: (laughs) That was so funny. He
2: needed the high ground.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, that was uh, the second time I watched it with my husband. He goes, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got to talk to his... He's
0: got a little audience.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Now that uh, Loki is out and comes out on Wednesdays, Loki has played with our timeline, so our episodes will be coming out earlier as well. (laughs) Uh, So we will be putting out episodes uh, earlier, probably midweek. If we can, we'll get them out on Wednesday night. If not, then Thursday or Friday but we'll try to shoot for Thursdays Um, and hopefully be able to keep everyone on the up and up with all the exciting details of each week's episode. So be sure to join us next week. Don't forget to follow us on social. Uh, We've been posting a lot more. Thank you both. (laughs) I'm super excited. I feel like every time I go on Facebook, there's a fun little post that I can look at. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, I can't remember if the Twitter's up or not. Mm-hmm. But Twitter's up. okay yeah, we need Twitter. definitely need some to do more there, but yeah, follow
1: <laughs> us. We promise. We're we are trying to get better.
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, be sure to check in every week for more agents of things. Hey there agents. It's me, Drew, here for this week's fact check. So to dive right in, the first thing we wanted to fact check this week was Ravona Renslayer and where exactly she came from. Uh, she is the daughter of King Corellius, ruler of the 40th century Earth, which is uh, Earth 6311, if you want to look it up. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there. Her first actual appearance was in Avengers number 23, so go, go check out the Renslayer family. Uh, And it'll kind of help you figure out what this may be a reference to down the line in the uh, Loki show. So the next thing we wanted to fact check was where exactly is the time variant authorities hideout or whatever you want to call it. It is actually located in the null time zone, which is exactly what it sounds like. It exists outside of time and is utilized by the Time Variance Authority as their base of operations. Uh, some points of interest here are the Department of Redundancy Department. haha, <laughs> The Departure Gate, the Hall of Chronometry, the Hall of Discontinued Universes, the Time Cells, and the Time Courts, which is something that we got to see in this first episode of Loki. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was a mention of Nexus in Age of Ultron. And sure enough, it is mentioned there. The Nexus Internet Hub is the biggest internet exchange point on Earth located in Oslo, Norway, according to Tony Stark in Age of Ultron. And actually, while Tony was hacking into Nexus, that's when he finds out that Jarvis, who we thought had been erased, was actually scattered across the internet trying to block Ultron. So I'm not sure how deeply this ties in with Uh, nexus beings or the nexus event but it was a little nod towards nexus that does it with our fact check for this week be sure to check in next week when we talk about episode two